Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of your NXT 2.0 post show. And we have a very special show today regarding because tonight was the go home show for Worlds Collide. Worlds are colliding! Of course, the card wasn't filled out until tonight. So there's a lot of news regarding NXT and the upcoming Worlds Collide show. But before we get to that, Patrick, how you doing, man? Um, I don't know. I have a diaper killer in my living room right now. Um, it's it like it a very more... cheesy '80s B movie. Yeah, it's just a pun right there. Um, I'm doing okay. I mean, I got to see a movie I've been dying to see for a lot, for that was when it was announced uh, in 2020 at uh, at Comic Con about that they announced this at a panel. I'm excited that I got to see it. The movie was better than I expected. Uh, if we have time, I'll talk about that. But I mean, it it's NXT right now. Let's get into the nitty gritty. It's Worlds Collide coming up this weekend, uh, right after Cash of the Cla- uh, Clash at the Castle. So I mean, there's moving parts from this. So let's see what goes on here. Yeah, so the show opened with a really solid two segment match between Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller, probably Grayson Waller's best solo match to date. Um, what did you think about the match? It's, it was pretty impressive that Waller held his own with a former Intercontinental Champion. But, I mean, he did the same thing with AJ. The thing that bothered me about it, it was that how they played off that whole eye thing in stoppage, and then they do it again for the finish. It's like, come on, you know, don't make it like, oh, my eye, I just get to the finish, get to uh, get to the home, go home part. And, and just enjoy it. It made Waller look strong, but I think it made Apollo look a little weak in this spot because it's like you're gonna make you're trying to make Apollo and build him up to go against Braun Breaker at some point. That's what they've been hinting for long term. You're not helping Apollo in this situation with Grayson Waller. You're hindering him because of the fact that yes, Apollo is willing to help him out, but the problem is is that Waller as much as he's a dick, can get himself over on any night. But it's just this match didn't make much sense. There's no go from which point of view. It's just like one of those episodes where of a show where you're just watching, like, you know, this to get to the next big thing. So the next match on the card, I don't have much to say about that, or is – Caden Carter and, and Katana Chance versus Tatum Paxley and Ivy Nile. Um, tag champions won. Then, in a very weird post-match promo, I thought, they said they've defeated everybody for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. They've only had it for three weeks. Right. That, that, that was my thought, too. Because if you look at their reign... They've had it for 29 days, not even a full month. They have yet to defend the titles a single time since winning them in the Fatal Four. Way. Jack shit with them. Let's be very honest, and this is a gripe that I have with a lot of freaking WWE productions. The, they'll be like, "Oh, we defeated everybody. We've defeated this team, this team, this team, this team," and then all of a sudden, it's one of the teams that's from a different brand that they're like, "Oh my god, we did not defeat them." That was the the gauge of most of the stuff tonight. 
There's some also, stuff that I, I like, but this is just it, it didn't make sense. And then you put Nikki ASH right and Dewdrop. You know, I get the worlds collide thing. They're on Raw and everything, but you had the crowd say Nikki Cross. Like, come on! If if you're gonna acknowledge that they're Scottish tag, uh, Scottish tag team, right? Legitly right. on main roster. Take away the Nikki Ash thing, bring back Nikki Cross, and make them like the Scottish killers, like the polar opposite of the Viking Raiders. The issue with the Nikki Ash character is it's very one-dimensional, yes, but she won the belt a week after she started it. If you're almost a superhero and you reach your goal, you win the championship, what does it take to become a superhero? Why is she not doing her best to become a superhero? It makes no sense. If you're going to do ASH, change it to ASV. Because she's supposed to be a heel right now in this whole situation. It doesn't make absolutely I don't sense. mind that. Imagine being a... Villains are supposed to be narcissistic, egomaniacal. Thinking you're the hero of your story makes perfect sense with that. That I don't mind. It's more so... She's been almost a superhero for a year. When is she going to try to become an actual superhero... And what's it going to take to do that? There's no end game for the character. It it's makes no sense. It's gone perfectly stale. And with Worlds Collide, it gives them an opportunity to strip that away and give her a, an edge on it and go back to that sadistic, maniacal uh, Nikki Cross part. And her and Dewdrop being that two, that two tag team crazy people and to win, they can win this title. And I'm going to predict that because they're the stronger. Piper of, Niven again. Yeah, Piper Niven. Um, you know, Nikki Cross and Piper Niven. It's just those two are the two of the strong. And how is this match going to validate, you know, Chance and Carter? Like, it's not. If they, it, it do, It's basically a, a stopgap for them to actually show, hey, we, we defeated a team on, one of, on the main roster. It's stuff like that. If you're going to do this and this is my gripe, and I've had this gripe with the with the uni- with the universal title. Make it sense. Unify those titles. They redcon they basically pointed out on SmackDown not either the previous week, two I think it was two weeks ago or so. And I said this to you. They basically put uh, said Pat McAfee, this title is rep- is is defended on all brands. Said it point blank on air on Fox. Mind you, if you're going to do that and make your main roster women's tag titles poignant and you have the NXT one, unify those titles at Worlds Collide, let it make sense because now you have Raquel and Aaliyah as your women's tag titles on the main roster and you have Carter and Chance on there. This is the perfect time to actually unify these titles and let them make sense and then have the main roster titles go through all three brands. It's the, it's the original what it's supposed to be, and now it's like, oh, wait a minute. These titles were supposed to be on all three brands. Well, guess what? You screwed the pooch. Pretty blatantly blunt on that. You wanted to have two separate brands with the same title for the women for the tag titles, and then you screwed the pooch and were like, oh, shit, NXT doesn't have one. And then you just created this huge thing with the Dusty Cup. Don't get me wrong. The Dusty Cup for that title was awesome. 
But what my gripe is, is that now you're with the new regime, you're like, oh, shit, we, we have two women's titles for the tag titles with three brands. It would make sense just to unify with the amount of talent we have. And it's just it, it's like, come on, man. But I think uh, Cross and Niven are going to win that. So you've got your rant out of the way. Oh, the get next, yours. Right, go get it, ne- boy. The next segment brings me to mine. Joe Gacy and the Chisholm and the Dyad. The Chisholm. We're cutting isn't it, Before you go on there, isn't it funny they take a tool song in order to make it faction? Right. So for those of you who don't know, Chisholm was released by Tool in 2001. Great live band, by the way. If you ever get a chance to see them, they put on one hell of a show. Tool's fantastic. And uh, the Lateris album, it, in general, is really good top to bottom. Of course, it's really long, like every Tool song, or every Tool album. But... Um, every good album is. Look at, look at Pink Floyd, too. <laughs> Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin... Led Zeppelin had, has a lot of really long music. Um, but to re- get off of the tangent, Joe Gacy's cutting a promo. The whole point of giving somebody a microphone is so that the audience at home can hear what they're saying. But because the audience says a word in a chant, it's a word, mind you. We've all heard worse. It's a word in the English language that they were saying. It's not the end of the world. Because they were saying a word in their chant, they kept cutting the audio feed so you couldn't hear a word Joe Gacy was saying. Not because of the crowd, but because of the producers of the show. You mentioned WWE production. That is the most Bush League thing I've seen from them in years, and that's saying a lot considering how bad their production can be at times. The whole point of handing the guy a microphone is so that I can hear what he has to say. And instead, I'm you wasted a lot of valuable TV time for him not to get his point across through no fault of his own, mind you, because of a work. It's an F-bomb. We've all heard it. Okay. I saw people on Twitter blaming the audience. Those people paid a ticket. Unless they're hurling slurs or hurting somebody else in the audience. Why is that an issue? Or, well, they didn't pay for a ticket because NXT lets their fans in for free. But regardless, why is this an issue if they're not actively going out of their way to target and hurt somebody? They're not. Why are you cutting off the audio feed when a man is cutting a promo. It's one thing to do it in the Santos Escobar street fight with the holy shit chance. I didn't like it. But it's not like it actively took away from what I needed to hear. Whereas I missed the whole crucial piece of the story they're trying to tell. Because because they muted the crowd. Why even have an audience at that point in the first place if you're just going to censor everything they do? Like... What is the point of it? And unfortunately, I think we got too used to the no audience or the wrestler audience in the performance center that this wasn't an issue before, but it is now. But that's garbage. The idea of handing Joe Gacy a mic is so that I can hear what Joe Gacy has to say. 
and you muted the audio feed while he was speaking multiple times over and over again. I thought I thought my internet was was messing up, and that's why I couldn't hear it. But it was their choice. How am I supposed to a enjoy the show? Be hear what he has to say. See, understand the story. If I was tuning in for the very first time watching that program tonight, and I saw that as their production, I'd never watch the show again. Because if I can't understand what I'm watching and I'm trying to figure out what I'm watching, why would I ever tune in again? If it's by design for me not to understand it. Am I the only one that has such a big issue with this? No, because it, it it takes away from the passion. You don't hear the reaction clearly. You have to, like, presume it in your head what might be. I mean, like, a good example, if Johnny Gargano wasn't back in the company as, a flat, as he was recently... I wouldn't be shocked that they would actually censor out the in the when uh, Hayes was on there at the end of the night about the Johnny wrestling chance. They would have to they would mute that because, God forbid, you know somebody who used to not work for the company, now worked now is working, uh, gets a chant here and there. You know it's it, it it's a gripe, and you're not the only person because I could think of a couple other people. I mean Rob Wilkins, dude's awesome as hell, has had a few gripes Rob about Wilkins, W. Right has had a few gripes uh, at times about WWE production. I'm right there with you both. It's just they're doing things to censor stuff that shouldn't be censored. I mean, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown are are TV 14 now. So it's like, why are you going to censor a word that is in the lexicon that's not that can be derogatory as at times, but it's a natural reaction. But Don't you want your it, heel to get heat? He's a bad yeah. guy. We're supposed to give him that kind of reaction. Like, I thought maybe it was a network thing a couple weeks ago. But then Matt Riddle openly drops multiple F-bombs on Raw. And all, and they bleep it instead of muting the mic. Like, Did you hear to see what happened on Raw after they interviewed? There's an after part that's on YouTube. That's what that I showing. Saying. Yeah, it, about how Riddle says stuff about about you know, sh- you know Seth is not it, it will won't be the only man in, in the whole in in yeah, his that, relationship. That's what I was referring to that Yeah, and then afterwards the other part that aired saying Seth seething at the phone saying you do not talk about my family, and yeah, literally, yeah. So they can drop f bombs on Raw. But the audience can't chant on to on the next night on the same network. That can't be a network decision. I don't know whose decision it is, but it's Bush League. It tarnishes the characters. It tarnishes the content of the promo. It hurt. It hurts the uh, understanding of a viewer. I have a lot of issues with WWE production. The constant camera cuts. How sterile the entire set feels. I could. Drone on and on about my issues with the production, but nothing, absolutely nothing, is that egregious as as what they did tonight. It, it uh, with the camera cut thing, it for me, it's more so for like, I, like I can test this, and we'll talk to Tom at some point. Me and him have epilepsy, so I mean, the camera cuts do not help. 
but it's just it's ridiculous it it, it kills when gacy and grimes happens it's not going to have any legs to stand because you're cutting off the reaction from the fans. This is why, and this, and you're making my point even more valid that I've been saying they need to travel for bigger events and they can might be where they are in Orlando, but they need to get a bigger reaction than what they get every time at the PC center or wherever they, they do it because at a takeover, you get a live reaction. You can't censor that. It's on Peacock. It's a paid format for some people, especially out of the United States where you're using the network still to pay monthly for it. It, it can't help this, this whole feud that they're trying to set up. It's not going to help this feud. And, I, and if they have Grimes creating his own faction or something, because it seems like they're heading that route, it kills that too. It, you're supposed to build momentum for feuds to have people care about. And now you're just killing certain things because the crowd is reacting to it. It's, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm one of those people. I want shit to make sense. You can't get a story over if you can't hear what they have to say. The character of Joe Gacy is supposed to garner heat. If I'm a viewer for the very first time, I don't tune in because I don't understand what the hell I'm watching by design. All around, it's awful. And whoever made that production call needs to be let go tonight. It's that egregious. I mean, it. it you're not wrong there. It's just... It, I hate it's, calling for people's jobs. But that was that's a terrible decision. It's just, it's production overall. It, it all depends on who pressed the buttons. There's certain things in this production for tonight I liked. Like the whole thing of bringing back both sides, the UK, rep, uh, the UP, people who held the UK title and the NXT title. I like that too, wearing a Rhea Ripley shirt tonight. And I also like the fact that they brought people that made sense. They had Fit Finley in, in a part with the UK title. My they had certain... Yeah, they just they had so many different things. I need stuff to make sense. And right now, on the production side of it, they're killing some of their stories and to make certain people not care. If we didn't have to talk about some of this stuff, if there was no such thing as wrestling media or podcasting or whatnot, you know how many people have probably tuned out on that and watched something else? It's probably right. a lot. I would have, if I didn't have to do this show, I would have turned it off. And that's how bad that. because their problem, the, the ratings have been pretty decent the last couple of weeks. But the problem is, is that there's certain things that they're putting all their eggs into rather than just building an entire show around stuff to make it sense. I mean, they're making more more segues on Raw and SmackDown, and NXT is coming right from behind. I understand that, but if you're going to treat every brand as their own individual entity, you need to let the fans in those places react and react in a way they need to be. If you're having TV 14 on the screen as soon as you start in that little corner, utilize it and let the fans react normally. And if, even if it says the F word or holy shit and all this stuff so long as it's not in malice and derogatory to certain things 
let it be. Let it enjoy it. I mean, look at the attitude error. As much as people say, stop recurring the attitude error. Well, what do you expect? Because of the fact that wrestling now is like, you know, back to where it was during the attitude error. You see on AEW, there's blood and guts on stuff. You know, there's people like literally at GCW shows, literally doing barbed wire matches and stuff. It's just... It's literally insane. So it's like you saying, oh, well, you know, I don't want the crowd hearing it, but you you have them there. Right. Go on the road for your special shows. Let the crowd dictate where things go and go from there. Because that's what made NXT, the black and gold brand, special because you didn't know what was going to happen next. It's just a bad decision all around. And I think I do a lot of rants on podcasts. I think that's the first time I've really gone full rant mode on our our show, which is actually a really good track record for me. <laughs> hey, for me, I don't care. I let it go. <laughs> if I'm in that mood, just let it go. So from what I gathered from the promo, and as y'all can gather, I didn't gather much. Uh Joe Gay, Cameron, Joe Gacy's what Cameron Grimes doesn't have a title because he doesn't have a stand. Joe Gacy wants to provide that. Yada yada yada. We uh we go back. Uh, next match is Brooks Briggs and Jensen versus Fallon uh, and Fallon Henley versus Last Legend and Pretty Deadly. Uh, Stoker and Holly pick up the win. Um, after uh. Elton Prince, I need to get their names down. Provi- provided a roll up on Brooks Jensen, that'll come back later on. So the next segment was the one of the people popping up backstage, and my favorite one was the Shayna Baszler. That felt real. That thought felt authentic. I really like that. Uh, the Finn Balor one worked too. The Pete Dunn one worked too. Um, but I really like the. I like the done one. I like the Pete Dunn one better because it's like you hear the crowd saying "butch." Um, it it made more sense, especially with Finn. You know, Finn Finley there. It it just made so much easy to understand it all and everything. Just like the transition of it all. Um, I think the, my favorite one was uh, Kylie Ray. Kaylee Ray, sorry, Elba Fire going up to, you know, the final boss is, is what they call her. Because um, I can't sp- say Japanese names for the hell of it. Miku um, Sanamura. Yeah. That it, they look at each other and it's like, you know, I, about that, what that title means. And she's like, I won that title. And then they just have a smile and then they go their separate ways. I. So- Oh, sorry. I won't be saw- shocked if Mega um, wins all of this and she runs both titles. And then I think they put you- Priestley in so Priestley can win it. Um, Mako's never moved to the States. I don't see that happening now just, just because NXT UK doesn't exist because she's been adamant about not moving to the States. I think the triple threat match is a way to get the belt off of Mandy Rose on to be a Priestley and that will allow you to build the brand going forward around Priestley. Oh, Blair Davenport. I, mean, I got to start getting used to calling her Blair Davenport. I, I think it, that would make sense, but I think Mako, the final boss, is going to get both titles because they're so high on her, and they want somebody strong to establish 
NXT uh, Europe, but also keep the NXT title relevant. Why? And the thing is, if you you're not that with Blair Davenport, though. Yeah, but if you you have somebody whose name is the final boss, I mean, if you ha- you're a champion, wouldn't you consider? All you have if to someone- do is give a a Nick an alias to Blair Davenport, and that issue solved. <laughs> yeah, well, but. I mean, it's just the, the litany of people going through and stuff. It, it was refreshing. It was a little different. And I liked the last one of the night. You had Champa sitting there and literally says, you know, can I call her Goldie? And Breaker's like nodding him. It's like, you know, you're the one. It, it was like a litany of history of the of the NXT UK, UK and the NXT title. And it showed like Balor. And then at the end you had, you know, Champa in there talking to him and you know a litany of people going through both sides of it I mean it would have been cool if they did that with the tag titles too just you know for the sake of it having yeah, it more but, special uh, but tag belts A there's matches and booked to the end of the show but B all of those teams are split American Alpha isn't a thing uh, the only big big name that uh, names that held the tag belts together that are still a team are the Revival who are in another company yeah, but you have both members of DIY in the company now. So they both can just make – they're not together, but they can make an appearance and say, hey, we're not doing our own thing now, but we made those titles important and just continue. It'd be like you have to make you follow suit and make both of them important. But they're not going to do it because, they, like you said, they just made the match tonight. Yeah. Like what if you go down me, to the list of tag champions, British Ambition, one's not – done anything since being released and the others in a champion for another company um you can't you can't use any of them blake and murphy are gone lucha dragons are gone vods are gone revival's gone alpha's gone other authors of pain are gone ue is gone the only teams that are still are still together that held the nxt tag champions or ships are War Machine and the Street Profits. Nah, but um, but still, I mean, I, I like how they did all this stuff just to connect the history of it. But I think the one that I liked the most out of all of them was besides the Elba Fire one and Miko. I liked Champa and Breaker towards the tail end of the night because he literally nodded and agreed into it and it made perfect sense because breaker got the title off uh, got it off from champa originally so it's like you're connecting black and gold into the new one and segueing into where breaker is now it it made a perfect way of champa literally giving him a pet talk saying you're the extension of our legacy it's you're the one who holds what we build and you need to uphold that um and it's the same thing with the uk with pete dunn it was bates and dunn uh going for that title when it originally was uh launched and it's just it makes perfect sense that you're connecting each individual dot and to get to worlds collide so from there the expats was Andre Chase versus Charlie Dempsey, the son of William Regal. Uh, fun little matchup. Very technically sound. Andre Chase won by a victory roll. What were your thoughts? 
Uh, hey, let it flow. Chase won with a victory roll. It wasn't much. I I liked how, like, Charlie Dempsey, he's like a younger Timothy Thatcher a little bit. Just that old school catch can kind of grappling kind of style. I, I could see him doing something with the fight pit eventually if they want to give him that. I would love to see another fight pit match, and but that's kind of not going to happen anytime soon. Um, it's just, it was, it is what it is. It gave Chase to look strong, but it, it hurt Dempsey anyways. You know, it made you know give opportunity to Chase to get something built up after everything. But I don't know. I mean, I'd want to, I'd rather see if they they're high on Dempsey with somebody who can match with him. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see him like against diamond mind one of the members of diamond mind, like roderick strong at some point just to make it make it perfect sense more technical styles but uh, it was a teachable moment on the card another match i don't have anything to say about kiana james versus zoe stark zoe stark picks up the victory that's about it it was a squash match basically that promo before everything didn't make any sense either I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. So, the next match was Brutus Creed, Damon Camp, and Julius Creed versus Gallus. A really fun, solid tag match. Uh, there was a spot where uh, Julius, where Mark Coffey hit, or Joe Cobb, one of the two Coffey brothers. So, Mark Coffey. So, Mark Coffey take, puts, gives him an inside cradle. And he reverses the inside cradle. Or Julius Creed reverses the inside cradle. Goes into a handstand onto Coffee's body. And then lifts him into a body stand position from there. Really cool. They have they have really good... They have something here with the Creeds. Tremendous athletes. But what I really want to talk to you about is... Remember a couple weeks ago when... Elena Black turned on Roxy... Yeah, he corrigade, yeah. Yeah, corrigade. Sorry, I'm still getting the names. Name changes always take me a while to get used to. So corrigade turns on Roxanne Perez, and the skateboard breaks. Oh my god! Don't get it. Be if you're gonna take a video of that and just let it play, that I I, I will sit there and just laugh so, my ass off. Something similar happened to that. Roderick Strong, he. Damon Kemp was supposed to take the phone from Roddy Strong, right? And throw it down on the ground and stop on it. But he grabs it and accidentally checks it across a couple feet away. Yeah, I noticed that. I was just like... Put it right back down on the ground so he could do the shuffle. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that old... A house show where The Undertaker was working Davy Boy Smith, okay? And this was 91. Uh, I have a video of it. I'll send it to you after. So this oh, is God. 91. And The Undertaker hits the tombstone on Davy Boy. Um, so Undertaker hits the tombstone. And they're in the U- the UK. Uh, one of those shows. So, he hits him with the tombstone. He puts... Or, no. He he doesn't hit him with the tombstone. He hits him with an urn. 
So he hits him with the urn. He puts the urn on the apron. And then the urn falls off the apron. So instead of going for the original finish, the Undertaker decides, let me go to the floor, pick the urn up, and put it back where I was supposed to put it. Then he has to end up with the tombstone because Davy Boy is no longer out of it by the time he gets back in the ring. Yeah. It, it, at least it made the it made it interesting. It's like, oh shit, and then he just stomps on it. I was like, oh my god, they keep doing this over and over again. A very they, they fun need, match, though. I'm very interested. They need to, see to where, stop doing props in the middle of matches. I'm very interested to see where the Roderick Strong stuff and Diamond Mine goes. The match ended with Gallus picking up the victory, and Holly and Stoker. I have no idea what their real names is. One of them is named after Elton John, right? I believe so, yeah. I think Holly is named after Elton John and Prince. Mm-hmm. Like Elton Prince or something. Which makes sense yeah. for the characters. I have no idea what Stoker's new name is. So, well, I'm just going to refer to him as Pretty Deadly. Pretty much. So, Pretty Deadly comes out. Um, attacks. Um, Diamond Mine. From there, Jensen, Brooks Jensen and uh, Josh Briggs come out, attack. They brawl. They set up the fatal four-way we've all seen. And a fatal four-way elimination match is booked for both titles at the World's Collide event. And then the Carmelo Hayes, the A champion, says that his services aren't required for World's Collide because he's not going to accept just any match. And then he goes through all of the major... North American champions, Johnny Gargano. Uh, there was a Patrick Clark reference in there, which I found surprising. Um, yeah. And Considering then, he, he supposedly got arrested today. Who then challenged him. He's gotten arrested like three times the last two months. Hmm. Um, was bared out by Ashanti Adonis, too. Tahuti Mahal's got some explaining to do. <laughs> um, so Ricochet comes out and says that the A champion doesn't have the most memorable reign, yada, 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 the usual. And they booked a, a match between Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes. That's going to be an athletic. That's going to be a barn contest. burn. That might be the night, the match of the night. That might be NXT's match of the year. Yeah, pretty well, that's kind of hard to, because they just had a good one recently, so. But I'm very excited for that match. That's going to be really good. I don't want Carmelo Hayes to lose to Ricochet, but it's something. Um, I, you got to have I, I some honestly, champions retained because uh, at least one champion is losing their title every other match. I I think Breaker is going to win. Hold I on, think not more. We haven't gotten to that yet. So, no, but I know. But I, it's going towards, like, I think this title is the one title and the opportunity you can get. Um, you can get the title off of Melo to go against breaker and you that would make sense because then you could turn around and have ricochet go for a run like ziggler for a little bit and then give that belt to sokoa to solo when he gets back so this weekend's card for worlds collide main event for the united kingdom championship and the main nxt championship tyler bait Defends against Braun Breaker. For the NXT UK Women's Championship and the NXT Women's Championships, the two champions, Mako Satamora and Mandy Rose, 
defending against B Priestley. Yeah, Blair Davenport. For the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, Nikki Cross and Piper Niven challenge Caden Carter and Katana Chance in the first defense of the brand new Women's Tag Team Champions. And a fatal four-way elimination match to determine both the NXT UK and NXT Tag Team Champions. Pretty deadly. Elton Prince and apparently his name is Kit Wilson. I'm just going to keep calling him Holly and Stoker. Uh... As along alongside Gallus will challenge champions Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen and the Creed Brothers. And in the fifth and final contest on the card, NXT North American champion Carmelo Hayes defends against Ricochet, former NXT North American champion. Um So, what are your thoughts, predictions on the card? Kind of go into them a little bit, too. Breaker is going to win. You're going to keep Breaker strong. Bates is going to ask for a rematch at, an, at the next special show, or uh, if they do, like, a, bring back a takeover. That would make perfect sense. Um, I think you'll if they do that and they do it right, they might end up bringing Hayes in. I think Ricochet is going to win. I think that will give you the opportunity to bring back Sola Sokoa and give him a proper run uh, with the North American Championship, as they've been hinting at, is that he's kind of the pseudo uh, number one def- uh, contender, um, just the way they've been building him up. Um, though I think Nakamura, I mean, I think the final boss. Mikos uh, Sanamore, if I'm saying it right, is going to win that triple threat. It makes sense in a way because you're bringing most of your UK talent over and her being, quote-unquote, the final boss, it would make that title that you're unifying a lot stronger if somebody has the pedigree of her in holding that title. And then you could set up a bunch of a bunch of feuds with those things. You could have Elba fire. Um, you could have, you know, Mandy go back at it and stuff. I mean, it could set that up. Um, the four-way match for the tag belts, I, I it's got to be the Creeds. It, it, they're the only, other than Brinks and Jensen holding that title, I, the Creeds are the only really credible, strong tag team in NXT right now overall, I think. They're the only ones that fans are standing behind for the most part. So they have that. Um, so that that would make perfect sense. Um, Rick, like I said, Ricochet has to win it. So that way Hayes can get away from the North American scene and go after the NXT title. Um, you know, I already said, you know, Nikki Cross and Piper Niven need to win the women's tag titles because then they can go on and, Makes that thing that McAfee said on air about the about the women's tag titles on the main roster being credible enough to actually be on all brands. So you need to fix that, and that's one way of fixing it, and then giving it to somebody else. It's just, it's just you need to have make sense. But I think the match of the night is going to be Ricochet and Hayes, and they're going to be like one 
of the matches in NXT that are up there. It's going to be like either one or two because we had a really good match with, you know, now Gunther uh, versus Roderick Strong. That was an amazing match in itself. So, solid predictions for me. Um, Carmelo Hayes I have going over. I don't think Ricochet's uh, long-term answer for NXT, although I would like a reset for Ricochet because uh, what you a soft reset from his main roster stuff would do him some good. I think you can have somebody else become Carmelo Hayes along the line. You've still got a lot of time before Survivor Series weekend in Boston, so you have to kill a couple more months with Hayes before you put him in the main title picture anyway. I would have Carmelo Hayes go over, solidify his reign as the A champion in the history of the North American title. I would put the bell on Sakoa next, but you don't have to. Um, from there, the women's championships, I'd have Blair Davenport go over. I don't think Mako wants to move to the States. Obviously, I'm not privy to that information. I'm speculating. Um I also feel Blair Davenport's been more established on NXT television. He's already started to build feuds with other women in the roster, and there's a natural pivot once Mandy Rose goes to the main roster, which I do think is happening. Uh, she's already had a run-in with Corey Jade. That's your tie into the Corey Jade, Rox- Roxanne Perez story. Um, so I would have Blair Davenport go over. For the tag champions, I agree with the Creeds. I... D- I could see them putting it on Pretty Deadly or Gallus to establish Gallus, but I there's nothing interesting in the NXT tag division, so keep it on the people who are garnering the most interest anyway and eliciting the biggest reaction. From there, that's three matches, right? Mm-hmm. There's two more? Yeah, you have... Michael Niven and Nikki Cross. Okay, so... I would I would not I would have the I would keep the titles remaining separate. Um, I think Mac, if you probably just misspoke, I you're about to do a transitional reign with Aaliyah and uh, Raquel Gonzalez on the main roster. Anyway, I don't think you should have two transitional champions for both for both divisions at the same time. I think this would. We talked about how Chance and Carter aren't established. A win over Cross and Di- and Niven would absolutely establish them, and that would do more good for the division than Niven and Cross running through everybody. So from there, in the main event, I agree with Braun Breaker. I don't know if I like the idea of getting a rematch right away, but with him still signed, I assume he's staying in the States long term. So you could do a lot with him on television. So maybe, but... Braun Breaker's probably the way to go. I don't have Braun Breaker lose the belt until Carmelo Hayes Survivor Series weekend. Um, I, I think another thing you could do is, and you just brought this up as a good idea, you could have Bates go after the UK, the NXT. It's Bate, by the way. There's and, no S. Well, Bate. You can get Bate uh, versus Hayes for the you know, the North American Championship. It's not and like Norman Bates. and Norma Bates, although if you've never watched Bates Hotel, why am I going on that rant? No, uh, very um, great in that show, but, but um, the you could have that set up, and then there you go. That you could take the title, off, the North American title, off of that him would and be then a go good way to pivot. Hayes, I wouldn't mind Tyler Bate being North American champion. So those are our predictions. That was our post show. 
throw Big Daddy Throwback, where can the good folks find you? Every Thursday night, Wicked Crazy Pinfalls going to be on this week. Going to probably play video games or see what else is going on. Um, I'm, we're going to be doing something with Tom Talks Rubbish, both of us, very soon this week. I think it's Friday. Um, we're going to end Friday. up doing – we're going to talk about the NXT um, scene completely overall for the most part, if what I take out is it. I'll probably be on the watch along for Worlds Collide with the Roundtable podcast. I'll be doing um, Twitter giving, coverage uh, for main, main Madison account, folks. And you'll probably get my opinions on it as it go. Um, I mean, other than that, I'm here with, you know, my homie right here, just talking about NXT every Tuesday night. You never know when I'll pop, I'll pop up on stuff here and there. Um, go to youtube.com forward slash throwback27 and twitch.tv throwback978. Um, once we get, we start, when we stream, try to get a lot of people talking and stuff. Try to interact and do good things. Other than that, I'm home taking care of my son and my family and making sure everybody's okay and make sure that kid's got to have lungs. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Try being in an absolute dead sleep and he goes off. It's like a beer cat. I feel like I'm Timon from Lion King. I should try absolutely dead sleep. The last time I got deep sleep. Uh, I can get into it and all of a sudden he starts crying. I get up real quick. That's where you can find Patrick. You can find me at the Jameis on Twitter. Um, right now I don't really have many shows, but I have a lot coming up. Um, so be sure to follow my socials. A lot of big projects coming up. I can't let the cat out of that bag yet. But, um, of course, you can find me every other week doing the TWM Talks Indies with Ash Nova and Queen of the Indies. Tiff and Ash are great. Our show, our show's done really well so far. I'm very happy with it. So be sure to check that out. And every week on the NXT 2.0 post show with my man, Throwback. Hey, which way it goes, yeah. We're throwing it back every week, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, of course, like, subscribe, Body Sam's YouTube channel. We've got a lot of great shows. Um, support it, the channel, Luigi. support everybody. Um, Indeed is great with Righteous Reg and Mike Hamley, TN Tights, Andy and Dan. We've got a lot of really good stuff. We have one of the shows I produce, Code of Honor, is releasing a statement about its future imminently, so be sure to check Check out their statement. Kyle does great work for us. Um, of course, read our news. I'm an editor, so I have to say that. But we, So I have to say we have some really good folks. But Rami does a great job with MMA. Corey Brennan and Brady do a tremendous job with the wrestling news. Be sure to give all of our guys some love. Um, Want to take it away, Patrick? Other than that, check out Cast too. Cast does amazing work on the site and everything That's else. Right. Our boss. So That's other boy. than that, other than that, I mean, go support other people. Go support the Roundtable Podcast crew. You know, you might see Drew Nicholas on there from time to time. They Shane, wanna... Julian, and you know, the, the franchise with Julian. Yeah, um, but you know, if my, we're gonna find out and try to get Drew an opponent soon, so. We'll work on that. The and I have a couple of things I have to work on, but other than that, do good deed, pay it for it. Brody, if you're watching this, I love you. Worlds are colliding. <laughs>